everyone. Welcome to Trust Your Journey on Blog Talk Radio, and we have an awesome show today. Uh, and I'll go into a little explanation on why I picked it, uh, but it's why we need to be honest. And um, one of the things um, Sherry and I talk about with others is, uh, is sometimes it's not only about being honest with others; it's about being honest with yourself. So I'm here with uh, my life coaching buddy and friend Sherry. Sherry, how are you doing today? I am good. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we're good at calling each other out on that. So to preface the show a little bit, I want to tell everybody that uh, this isn't about um, uh, extreme situations. I know this is crazy, but I'm just going to throw it out there, like the Holocaust where you're protecting somebody, you know, those kind of – we're not talking about that kind of honesty where you don't tell somebody they're hidden behind a, a wall to protect them from their lives or whatever – we're really talking about day-to-day things that uh, we want to help you uh, find more honesty in your life. And by doing so, we hope it uh, makes your life simpler. Um, that's one of the things we're going to talk about, Sherry. But but really what happened was I was running the other morning, and um, I um, when I run, my mind opens up. And, and uh, I had just read an article about a young lady in ESPN on ESPN.com, and uh, she was 19 at the time. Her name was Madison Holleran. And she had decided to go to Penn State, and she was a um, a runner there. She she ran on their track team, but uh, she um, she had committed suicide. She went into a um, parking deck and jumped off the ninth floor and committed suicide. And and I guess it really touched me um, was a lot of this was <clears throat> the reason she did this. And 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 granted, we don't always know the depth of of what was going on with Madison, but. One of the things was, uh, the big article was about how much do you filter your real life on social media? And we all, um, it's not that you and I are going to go out there and, and, you know, put a picture of us getting pulled over by a cop or something like that, just to be really honest with everybody. That's not something I'm talking about. But You, you would uh, put that of me on there, is what you're saying. Yeah, well, I might put that on there. I think the thing for me was that... Um, We do create, um, in in social media, especially for young kids like this, when you get into high school, when you get into college, we look at everybody's social media, and this girl was definitely driven by Instagram feeds. Um, We think everybody's perfect. We we think everybody's living the perfect life, and everything's great, and and, and I have no problems, and my relationships are perfect, and my friendships are perfect, and school is perfect, and blah, 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 and, and that's really not being honest. Um, and so it really hit me when I was running. I was like, wow, what a sad thing that a 19-year-old felt probably in her heart that everybody's lives were, were perfect because of social media, and and um, and they weren't. So, you know, the the amount we consume for one another's lives is edited when it comes to social media. And I, I think with young girls especially, um, there's a lot of filtering that goes on. And, uh, and, and I asked you this a while ago, Sherry. I said, do you consider filtering? especially through social media, do you consider that being dishonest? And you weren't really sure because we that was the first time we kind of talked about it. It really is. You know, social media is a – it's like anything, right? I, I think if you have too much of anything, it could be bad for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think what happens is when we watch a TV show – Right or um, you know, I told you when my mom died, I I, I got into every uh, reality housewife. Remember, I was watching like I don't even know, uh, 
lots of them, every one mm-hmm. of them, because the drama seemed to make my life going through the pain fill up for some reason. I wanted to see how whacked out everybody else was in this sick, twisted way um, because uh, because to avoid the pain that I was in at that time. And, and I, you know, so, so I, so I struggle with the whole, you know, like you were saying earlier, when you look on social media, you would think everybody, didn't you say that earlier? Like everybody would think that they had the perfect mom on Mother's Day, right? Because we're all like, well, I sent you a poem about my mom in heaven and my mom Mm -hmm. had some, uh, you know, some issues that she shouldn't have had, like marrying the guy that she married. But uh, I believe, right, that I was still in her business thinking, you know, you shouldn't have married that man, you know. Uh, but that's her business. But but what I told Beth was my whole childhood, when my mom married my stepfather, um, when you went past our house and we had people over, it was like, leave it to Beaver. Everyone was like, oh, gosh, what a pretty house, what a pretty family, what a pretty normal, mow the grass, go on vacations. And so I did have a really good childhood, but it was really dysfunctional, too. And what happened was when you start getting into your 30s, Beth, and you start finding yourself, you know, the cool thing about turning 30 is you figure out everyone's dysfunctional. So you look around and you go, this is so cool. Really? Your family, too? And you realize uh-huh. that everybody has that alcoholic uncle and you know, you know, a divorced family or whatever that is. And so to me, you know, uh, the 20s was full of white lies, white lies, white lies, you know, lie, 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 because I had to hide something not for myself but for my mom. I believed, right, because that's how right. I was raised. Is that her fault? No, I don't know that she wasn't raised that way. You know, she, we raise right. people. We all make mistakes as parents, Um so so I remember being in my 30s, and it was around 36 that this volcano inside of me, right, started erupting. Mm-hmm. And by 38, I couldn't lie anymore. I couldn't lie about this perfect family. So I went to her and said, I can't lie for you anymore. This is your life. So if you sweep it under the rug, you know, like they say about Baptists or whatever, um, then, you know, she didn't want anybody at the church to know. She didn't want anybody to know. But whenever you're taught to hide stuff, then you can't find your real self. But let me tell you what I believe, Beth. It's not mm-hmm. really about you not lying anymore. Um, I, I read a quote when you when you said this. I thought, gosh, who is that guy? Who is that guy? Um uh, uh, a guy named Carl, and I can't remember his last name, but he wrote a quote, and I wrote it down once, and I went and found it in my drawer, and I wish I knew his last name. But it says, knowing your own darkness is the best method for dealing with the darkness in other people. So to mm-hmm. me, that darkness, right, that you have to cover up, cover up, cover up, when I right. dealt with that, and I didn't deal with it until my late 30s, right, mm-hmm. early 40s, like when I dealt with that, then it enabled me to go, wow, wow, how beautiful is the darkness that I went through. I wouldn't be the person I am without it. But it is, I was silly that I thought about hiding it. So there's the deepness like that, Beth, and then there's the silly thing. Like what my husband says, something about, 
oh, honey, you don't weigh that much. I was like, no, I only weigh 128 when I weigh 132. Why would I tell you I'm four pounds different? <laughs> but then when they go get their driver's license, say that their height is higher than, than it is. Like, why, why would my husband think four pounds? He would not know. He would not know. But think about that, Sherry. I mean, think about from the driver's license to the uh, – our favorite one is you and I were talking uh, the other day about the police officer, right? So there's two sides of the police officer. Number one, when you really were doing the 45 and the 25, and when he comes up to the door, what do you say? But, officer, I was only going 30, you know, and he's like, right, you know, I got you on the gun. But for whatever reason, when those kind of situations make us so, like, not honest. And then what happens after that? Anytime you go by a police officer, he comes up behind you because he needs to pass you to go someplace else. You freak out, right? You're like, oh, my gosh, how was, you know, um, mm-hmm. you, you know I, I wasn't honest before, and is he after me, and did I do something wrong? And your, mind, your self-talk just goes nuts. So I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. It's, it's, um, it's amazing. I, I tell everybody that, you know, you and I talk about this a lot, especially when we're like coach, we tie everything back to our childhood. So I think when you're young, um, you learn um, you learn about the short term benefits of being being dishonest, right? Because instantly uh, it gets you out of trouble. Correct? I mean, you know, did you eat that piece of candy that was your sister's? No. Then you're out of trouble, right? Because your mom's thinking, well, you didn't eat it. But well, and I think everybody's a, are different, don't you? I think everyone's yeah. dishonesty to themselves and to others is 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 different. Like, mm-hmm. I just think it's different. Like, you know, you were talking about cheating on a test. I, I never did that. I freak out at the, when somebody said, can I cheat off your test? I freak out. Like, I, I lived in fear that a week later they're going to bust me at school for that. So that's not something I had to cover up because I, I couldn't do it. It freaked me out. But there's other stuff, right. and many people don't find any problem with cheating at school. Well, and, and again, so many things start early in life because, <clears throat> it's like peer pressure. You, you know, you and I talked about that. It's so much easier to please people because, look, if somebody came up, and, and I'm not saying you always have to, uh, what were we, we were kind of discussing, being the same, being honest is not necessarily uh, spilling your gut. You know, mm-hmm. somebody's got an ugly sweater on or something like that, and you just don't happen to like their sweater. But um, right. but we learned this. We learned this, you know, like if, if uh, just think about the time that a kid, uh, when you were a kid and, and uh, a stranger came up and wanted a hug from you, and, and you know what I'm saying? And you didn't want to give mm-hmm. it, and your mother made you give it anyway, right? And, and you didn't mm-hmm. feel that, but it was easier to please the people around you. It was easier to please your mother and this stranger, whoever it was that wanted a hug from you at seven years old. It was just easier. So I guess what I'm telling everybody, you know, all our listeners is, we all come by this dishonest thing or this not being honest thing, however you want to uh, uh, verbalize it. We all come by it honestly because it, we developed habits um, as we were kids because it got us what we wanted and it kept us out of trouble and it did all these things for us. So then what do you do, Sherry? You take it into your college years and then you take it into your you know, your 30s and then before you know it, it's how you're living your life. I, I told you about one of the funny things I did. You know, I played college basketball and um, after practice we were supposed to go down and lift weights well i go right by the weight room i go downstairs right by the weight room and out the back door i never lifted i hope my coach isn't listening right now but but you know right, and then they, right. the next day did you lift weights i'd go yeah i lifted the team knew i didn't because they were all lifting except for me i, I just didn't want to lift weights so you, you know it, it's just it just the ripple effect just keeps going and going and going to little things but i think one of the things we'll hit on in a little bit um is 
is the benefits of an honest lifestyle. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, you and I, I learned that later on in life. But, uh, um, but you know, it's one of those things where um, it's, you know, living an honest lifestyle. To, to live it outside, you, you, you have to go inward and live it. And um, and that's so important, and and that's always something we like to talk about, you know, on on Blog Talk Radio is that it's owning it in here, and if everybody could see me, it's pointing it. Point. We all think our issues are out in front of us, or around us, or in our environment, but so many things that we deal with every day are inward. They're inward things, which you know, Sherry, you you brought to to light for me uh, in a big way. So, uh, but. But yeah, I, I think so many things start in our childhood, and I think they—it's kind of funny. Dishonesty comes honestly, in a lot of ways, right? Because of the rewards and benefits as kids of, of what we were doing. Right, and you know, we were talking about my husband earlier. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll I'll say, like, right now he's on to fishing. So, did you get a new fishing pole? Well, I went with him the other day, and I was like, wait, where did these other ones come from? Well, I don't know. I've had those. Well had on it he could have got them yesterday so you know there's like the innocent stuff but you know one thing that that he's always said is that men now he's bashing all men out there so just to let you know um he just said (laughs) we're kind of we're kind of sick in the head by nature so if we don't have our spiritual life right then no woman should be with us because if you want an honest marriage or an honest relationship uh, then you, a guy has to be right spiritually, and I don't. I don't think that's just for guys. I think it's for women as well. If you don't have your spiritual realm right, you're, and everything else is going to be off balance, Steph, because you're you're gonna you're gonna want to flirt with someone because you're, you're gonna want that reaction. For everything that we do, there's a consequence. So don't you think that the choices we make to not be honest? is because if if we have to be dishonest, if, if we have to be really honest about something, then don't you think psychologically then we're admitting that that is the truth and then we have to deal with the consequence that follows? Yeah. I, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. I, I, think, it's, um, I think it's that, Sherry. I think it's... Uh, uh, I think sometimes uh, you get confused growing up, right? We always talk about we are what we know. So there's a lot of confusion sometimes. What what if what did you see from your parents? What did you see from your parents? What did I see from my parents? You know. So if you so if you grow up with what you know, what you saw your parents doing, if you saw your parents doing it all the time, and uh, then what did you? It became kind of your life too, right? I mean, we, right. we talk about this a lot. It, I mean, well. You know, and I had somebody two days ago that said, you don't like any realtors, do you? And that is not the truth. I actually love every realtor I've ever worked with. What I said is I don't ever want to be a person. I don't want to buy a house from somebody who's buying and selling at the same time because I don't feel, this is just my experience, Beth, that they're honest on some of the things they would have been honest about if they were just showing me the house instead of being the one selling it, right? Because then they're on both sides of the fence. 
So that could be in many things in life. But do you see how that gossip twisted? And I didn't like any realtors, and I love all of them. I have nothing against any of them. You know, I mean, they 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 work hard, they struggle, they they literally earn their money. You know, uh, but but that was just my perception, right? But that's why we have to watch what we put out there because it gets twisted and turned. And then when it goes from that person to that person to that person, then it comes back to me that I don't like realtors. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, well, the whole gossip thing, as you know, is uh, incredibly, uh, it's a very insensitive area. Uh, a lot of times it's, you know, Sherry, sometimes the just not speaking up and being honest versus you know there's that part of it too right when you're when you when you're hear gossip you're around gossip or whatever uh sometimes there's a part of it where people aren't you need to be honest enough to speak up versus being quiet about a situation right and and we've seen mm-hmm. that a lot where you where you had the truth or you did feel differently about uh that girl that you thought cheated with that guy that said this that said that and you maybe had information or maybe you know she didn't do that or whatever, and you don't say anything. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. about denying your honesty, right? And uh, there's all kinds of situations that you and I could discuss today with everybody about gossip because it's, it is a big, big deal when it comes to honesty, big deal. Well, don't you think that self, uh, you know, when we when we deceive ourselves, when we have self-deception, uh, you know, it leaves us with a massive amount of guilt, like regret, because we're just like, man, why did I do that? You know, why did I say that? You know, don't you feel like that? It's just so harmful, and it, and it doesn't have to be, but I think we go through each little thing. Like you said, it's a splinter over and over until we get it right, and I think part of that is in different areas of our life where we're not honest with our true self. Well, just think how much honesty can, um, you know, I'm going to flip it on you a little bit because I, I think honesty can be very positive. I think it can be used for good, and I don't think it's always used for something bad. Uh, just like I said, if you're in a group and you know uh, something better about a, a young lady that maybe your group is talking about, then you need to be, you need to use your honesty to encourage and, and speak up and, and not to join in the criticism of that person, right? Maybe maybe she does have one thing. Maybe she uh maybe with 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 um you know, with a fan skirt and everybody doesn't like that, right? But she does mm-hmm. ninety nine other positive things. Why not use your honesty? Why not use that honesty to encourage it and lift somebody up versus criticizing the one thing where she wears brown with black or whatever that thing is. You know I'm I'm not a fashion queen as everybody probably knows listening. Right. So uh but but but, you know, I, I think there's so many ways to use it to motivate it. It can have – honesty can have a bigger role. And what I want all our listeners to know is that um, it, it can make your life simpler. It makes your life it really easier. Does. Well, what was that quote I had from uh, – oh, from I told you from Abraham Lincoln, which is, no man has a good enough memory to make a successful liar. Remembering all the stuff you lie about, it drives you nuts. And then you get caught in that thing of, of telling a different story to everybody, and then you can't even remember what you told people, and blah blah blah. But but you and I both, or we're about, think about we're this. doing it, or we're doing it so that other people. Uh, we think we're doing it to help the other person because, like I'll tell you, like about three years ago, I said, "Do I look fat in this outfit?" Which every woman has asked their husband. 
uh, and his closet is in a different spot than mine was. And, and so he says, you look great. And I turn around, and it's back to me. And I said, you cannot see me. He said, I know I, know I cannot see you, but I know every, ask me any questions, and I have every right answer because I'm never going to be a single man. So I love that. <laughs> he was like, I'm not going to be honest with you because maybe you don't want to hear it. You know, so there is the comical thing like that. But, you know, I want to talk. Um, I, I told you I record uh, uh, Super Soul Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have uh, been very inquisitive and just downloaded and will listen this afternoon as I'm working uh, to a guy named Tim's story. And I love this story that he told Beth about um, someone struggling right through the pain of his current life. He was, This was a professional athlete and, and had everything right from the outside. It all looks good. But he had this right. pain and struggling, right? And he blamed it. So why do we blame it on, right, I came from the ghetto, right? So all of my pain came from there, right, which is a lie. Um, but he said what he did was he took him back to when he was more his innocent self. He took him to his elementary school, and the guy was walking down going, that's where I went to second grade. That's where I went to third grade. He said by the time that got to the swing set, the guy is bawling. And you know why? Because the guy, he showed him when he loved himself. And it had been that long ago. And that's what happens with all this lie and deception. Because it's not about the other people. I always say it's about you. And whenever we get caught right. up in self-deception, then, then we can't truly find our own self-worth, our self-purpose, and our self-love for ourselves. And whenever he connected with that little boy, right, before all the egg that he grew up in, right, that he was blaming on his life, that Mm -hmm. he really loved that little child in him. And so I do think that, you know, and I look forward to reading this book, we've got to go back to find that innocence, that that thing that God created, that beautiful little child that was Mm -hmm. full of love, because that's what we are. We're not not anything of it. We are this beautiful, perfect, little, non-lying, amazing person, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We just get crusted over. I, we, I call it crusting, and, and, and other people call it rusting. But, you know, as you you just get crusty. You get all these things about life and, and everything you've been through, and they crust over who and what you are. But really, at the end of the day, we we are exactly what you're talking about, Sherry. We, we're deep down. We're good, honest, you know, loving, giving humans. And uh, it just gets crusted over by life lessons and life situations and and how we were raised and, and what we did with that and, and, and all the experiences we go through. And uh, it's so good to go back to that, that you know, that uh, that place of love and, and everything you are and, and God made you to be. So, hey, one of, you know, a couple of things I was going to bring out on, um, you know, we always talk about you attract what you what you put out, right? So. That's another yep. thing about uh-huh. honesty. If if you are honest, you're going to attract honesty in your life, and you're going to attract that from other people. So I think that's I think that's a really important uh, thing to remember uh, about you know living a more honest uh, lifestyle and, and bringing that into your life. I think another thing is um, I think I think honesty um, 
creates stronger uh, friendships and relationships and, and and all those things, right? So you and it I does. talk about that. Yeah, we talk about it a lot when we life coach people, but we also talk about it, you know, when we life coach each other uh, about being honest. And, and you know, it's not fun when you call me out on it or I call you out on it, but uh, but it it does um, create a greater uh, a bond, even in our friendship and our sisterhood uh, with us, because we we tell each other everything, right? So it's and we're we honest do. about what we tell each other. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and you think, have to have those people that surround you, Beth, because if you don't, then then who are you? I, you know, I told you that this guy also said, what are you watching? What are you listening to? Because you are that. So if I told you that you are the lies and the junk and everything that you listen to, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, what would you listen to? What would you, you know, um, you know, in, in becoming aware, then, you know, you and I are in a different place and we have this guilt about when we hear something icky because we're like, oh, I don't want, you know, I wish my ears would have heard that. And I told you once I met an Amish woman and I love the beauty of the Amish community, how they, they keep their children from watching violence or listening to anything that is negative or dirty or violent. Why do we shove that and give our kids games that, that are war, you know, which are now they're recruiting ISIS? Why do we say, oh, everybody else is doing it, so it's okay, Beth? Why do we do that? Yeah. Well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's creating a, a lie. Uh, so that so that they're going to be filled with lies, right? ISIS is lying yep. to them. You, 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 hey guys, mm-hmm. you know what? You, you see those games that you're playing there? Oh, let me just tell you how beautiful it is when you can actually do this in real life, and killing people feels good. Now that sounds twisted, right? But their lives become so big and so real that these people feel like their life is so icky that they're looking for something better. So that seems better. Right. Now, you, you right. can't have judgment on that. Like I said, back to this point that I will read again, and I, I, I don't know Carl's name, so sorry, Carl, uh, if you're alive. Uh, knowing your own darkness is the best method for dealing for darkness in other people. I mean, how much better can we get from looking in ourselves going, I'm going to find something good in myself. I'm not going to look out to an organization or another person to find myself worth because when I do, I'm going to create life within myself, which is going to create self-deception, which is going to create nothing but ick in my life. And I am only going to feed myself good. Yes, we're going to all listen to or watch something that we probably shouldn't watch, you know, that makes us laugh or whatever. Um, I think laughter is good, but make sure and try to keep bad out of as much as you can that's entering into your life and people that surround you. Well, and, and just to hit on the last couple of things, because I know we've got a, a couple of minutes left here, but you, uh, we both know the importance of uh, how honesty affects your health. Uh, and, and people can't tell me because when you, when you lessen the stress, because when you, you know, dishonesty is just creates a lot of stress in your life. And that's why, you know, if you can eliminate that stress, I can promise you, I can promise you that that your your the simplicity of your life will be so much greater, and you will be a healthier person because all of that all of that interferes. You know, when you get into fatigue or you get into stress, you get into anxiousness or whatever that thing is, that creates an unhealthy environment for you 
for you personally. So, uh, so for the sake of your wellness, that's another reason, Sherry, and I tell you, put more honesty in your life and try to be more honest with everything uh, that you do and you say and that you are because you will be a healthier person because of it. So, um, so Sherry, I know we, uh, we we got about a minute and a half left, but I know you want to say goodbye, and then I'll, I'll finish it up for us for sure. So, as you guys know, when, when Beth posted this, she put a Zig Ziglar quote. I'll just make everybody laugh here at the end. We're serious all the time. You know, I met Zig Ziglar once in a grocery store in Dallas, Texas. It was actually Plano, to be honest. So, um, I'm in the bread section, and I'd only seen him being about a half inch tall because I couldn't afford the seats down at the bottom because I was a single mom. And so I literally scream in the bread aisle, oh, my God, you're Zig Ziglar. And he was like, what's your name? I was like, Sherry. He goes, oh, my God, you're Sherry. And immediately, what did I do? The first thing I lied, I was like, I just came from the gym. I go, hey, I don't normally look like this. Like, you know, because I wanted him to, to think I had myself together. But I was sweating. I was like, you know, I normally don't come to the store like this. But that was a lie because I, I always went to the store in my sweat. So oh, I, just, I thought that was kind of funny. Way to be honest. Way to be honest. Way to be not honest. Hey, anyway, we love you guys. Uh, thanks for following us on Instagram. Thanks for following us on Facebook. You can always reach out to us at Beth at TrustYourJourney.com or Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y at TrustYourJourney.com. Uh, embrace who you are. Enjoy the uniqueness of, of your journey. Uh, and thanks for joining us today on Trust Your Journey on Blog Talk Radio. And always, always remember, wherever life takes you, trust your journey. <laughs>